0: Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello, welcome Quarantine back. Quarantine
1: day A thousand. again.
0: As the Underappreciated Appreciated Movie Podcast has not quite yet moved into Phase One reopening, we're still continuing with our minisodes.
1: And I just want you to know because you haven't heard it from anybody else. But we care about you during this hard times.
0: Oh, God damn. <laughs> don't. No. That's no. not even funny. It's not yet. That's not even funny. And it's never not going to be funny. Everybody's got to say
1: that. It's really annoying.
0: I know. It's terrible. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if you care about me, random retailer or business. That's right. I also am going to patronize whatever business I feel like. Not just local business or big business. Just whatever I'm well, feeling like that day.
1: It is my contention that um, even like the big businesses locally are local businesses. Yes. Like, you have to go out to Walmart, Target, these places. Those are local people who live here, so you are supporting locals. So don't buy online, is what they're saying. Yeah. But what if you buy online and pick up in store? Is that okay?
0: Yes. All right. It's all okay. Please, if you have money, continue to spend it in whichever way or not spend it in whichever way you choose. If you don't have money, I feel I, I hope that your circumstances change for the better. Yes We bought lottery tickets So hopefully our circumstances also change for the better
1: And you'll know if we won because you'll never hear from us again
0: That's right (laughs) (laughs) This is the final episode of the Underappreciated Movie Podcast Maybe, we don't know Hopefully we win, you'll never know It's
1: been fun, Uh, we're going to need to get all new friends
0: Next week it'll be Tony and Carly being like Elaine and John just fell off the map, we don't know what happened That's not true, we tell Tony who would then tell Carly? We would tell Carly.
1: Okay. Well, this week...
0: On the podcast... Is
1: Elaine's pick...
0: Bloodshot. What? What?
1: Who? 2019?
0: 20? Uh, 2020s.
1: Oh, huh, Bloodshot. So
0: this 2020s, is- I think. Wait, no. You know, I didn't even look at that. I assumed it was 2020. This, uh, this is probably the newest movie uh, we've ever done. Yeah, 2020. So, this is a... The blurb for this movie states, Ray Garrison... A slain soldier is reanimated with superpowers. That's it. That's all you get. Um, this is the first film ever made uh, based on a Valiant Comics uh, character. Valiant a- Comics? Valiant. Valiant? Valiant. Valiant? Like Prince Valiant? Ooh. Um, this is the first uh, movie based on one of their comic book characters. This movie had a budget of $45 million.
1: And they blew it all it on the It made
0: sc- in the United States. Ten million dollars worldwide. It made twenty-eight point four million dollars.
1: So huge fucking failure. Um, so it only got about half of that money. It got back.
0: So on the Rotten <laughs> Tomatoes, on the Rotten Tomatoes, the thermometer was a thirty percent audience score, seventy-eight. That's one of the biggest differences we've seen in a long time.
1: It's yeah, yeah, a big one.
0: Um, the Metacritic uh, on IMDb was a forty-four with a five point seven on ten. I got mm-hmm. no reviews.
1: No, we're skipping that shit.
0: Uh, this was directed by Dave Wilson. This is his directorial debut.
1: What else has he done? He
0: did he did some TV... Stuff? No, a TV show that had a... I don't know how many episodes, but from last year. And then he was a visual effects artist. Oh, man. Uh, most notably, worked on a bunch of video games, but he did work on... Tony Hawk
1: Pro, he skated one.
0: Uh... Avengers Age of Ultron.
1: It'd be a lot cool if he didn't he, he was scary. one of the
0: supervising visual effects artists. Oh, okay. Um, this was written... Uh, the comic book is... Uh, writers are Kevin Van Hook, Bob Layton, and Don Pellen. Gay guys. And apparently, this is a very co- popular comic book. Uh, modern era com- comic book. Um, and the uh, screenwriter... The screenplay was written by Jeff Wadlow, mm. who um, wrote... The screenplay for kick-ass 2 okay and a movie that also is to says it came out in 2020 i've never heard of it did it already come out is it coming out i don't know the fantasy island remake movie starring michael pena this is a horror movie twist on the original television show from the 70s tony i need you to look into this could be good could be shit I don't think it did well because it says it's a 2020 movie, and I've never heard of it, but check it out.
1: Well, Could you know, be. a lot of the movie schedules to come out this year have just not come out.
0: I know, so I don't know, but it, I couldn't see the release date, but it looked like it had come out.
1: Well, it might have been scheduled to come out, or maybe it came out right in the beginning of the pandemic.
0: The other writer on this uh, screenplay is Eric Hessier. He wrote the screenplay uh, for Bird Box. Bird Box. For that arrival, for the arrival... Um, that's that Alien movie that came out. Yeah, I
1: remember it. Um,
0: also, the 2010 Nightmare on Elm Street re- remake.
1: That was shit. And
0: the 2011 Don't. The Thing remake. Don't. Also, I heard that was not trash. Um, so, interesting. Uh, this stars Vin Diesel as Ray Garrison, a.k.a. Bloodshot, which they never actually mentioned in this whole film.
1: That he's Bloodshot?
0: Yeah. Well. We see his eyes get a couple, Bloodshot a couple of times, but we never actually see, they never say that.
1: Welcome back to the podcast, Vin Diesel.
0: That's right. Previously on the Last Witch Hunter. Let's hope John enjoys this movie. And Guards of the little... Galaxy
1: 2. He is grouped.
0: I know that. You cut me off in the middle of the sentence. I hate when you do that. Um, this also stars. Um, I'm gonna say her name is pronounced Isa Gonzalez as KT. Has she been anything else? Uh, she was in Alita: Battle Angel, uh, Baby Driver. Oh yeah. And Gem point. and the Holograms.
1: Okay, so she's done some stuff. I haven't seen Gem in the holograms, but I hear the good things.
0: We got Guy Pearce as Doctor Harding, who of course is from Iron Man Three, mm-hmm. and uh, the Count of Monte Cristo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, then we he also was Count Mondego. Yes, also notably, we have Sam. Hew- i We should do
1: Count of Monte Cristo. Gonna, I'm gonna say his last name it? is
0: pronounced Hughin. Sorry. Uh, he plays the character of Jimmy. Jimmy, He's uh, Jamie Fraser on Outlander. Now, if you know about Outlander, you know this, and you're probably mad that I can't pronounce his name, but I don't watch Outlander because I read the books, didn't really care for him, so I don't watch the show, but it's extremely popular. I don't know if Carly watches Outlander or ever read the books. She might have. Couldn't tell you. Um, then we have... Uh the character of Tibbs, who's a non-entity, who's played by Alex Hernandez, who also is kind of an acting non-entity. He wasn't terrible. Hope he gets more work. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we have uh, Sidharth Donna J, who plays the character of Eric. He's been in some stuff. Not much. Hope he gets more work. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Lamor... I'm not sure how to pronounce this, because there's a weird E at the end, but I'm going to say Lamorne Morris, who plays Wiggins. Also, been in some stuff... Not anything I really give a shit about, but I hope it gets more work because it's pretty good. Okay. And there you go. So we begin. So Elaine didn't really know much about this movie except for the fact that it got really terrible. Like, people seem to hate it because it's a Vin Diesel movie and it's apparently bad and everybody hates on it. So I thought, I want to see it.
1: Well, I just want to point out that right when the movie started... Mm -hmm. I gave a synopsis of how the movie was going to end. And I was spot on.
0: Now, had you heard anything about this movie? No. So you didn't know that you were correct?
1: No, I had no I had no, didn't know how it ended. I knew the premise. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea how it was going to end. But I called it. I mean... And I was 100% right. Boy, good. am I good. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's because the movie was completely predictable.
0: Okay, we'll save your thoughts for the end. So, we start in Mombasa, Kenya... We see, a, we see uh, Vin Diesel living, uh, leading a rescue mission. Saves a dude's life. Then he gets back to Italy after a successful mission. We see his lady picks him up in a convertible, Gina.
1: And she flies and, right up where the planes are.
0: Yeah, she gets right up. Which
1: they always let you do.
0: Especially when you're a civilian on a military right. base. civilian
1: on a military base. let you drive right up to the plane and pick up whoever you want. Well, while he takes his uniform on, on the base.
0: Yeah, he just takes his shirt off. I, right outside the hangar, as if that's where you can take... Is
1: see, and that took me out of the movie. Being a former military, like, that shit would never happen. I don't care what your rank, what your, whatever you do, I don't care how cool you are. You're not ripping your uniform on on the fucking runway.
0: But it's a Vid Diesel movie, and we need to see a guy and a wife beater.
1: Yeah, well, we don't call it that anymore.
0: He puts that in a um, garment that frequents domestic violence. Thank but you. he puts that in his, car, in his contract, that he has to be in at least three scenes... In a wife beater.
1: And he mentions Corona.
0: He didn't. There was no Corona mentioned in this movie. No. But Corona is the reason its box office is probably so low. Could have done better. Uh, I don't think. I think it might have been some other issues. No.
1: Acting. Story.
0: Vin Diesel is very big overseas. And they got they him back. They love corona. him overseas. I know. And the worldwide on this was trash. So you know. Was it Cor- dog trash. So you know that Corona impacted this. I'm not saying domestic. I'm saying worldwide. Okay. And then his wife complains about all the new scars, about how he gets new scars, and he says, you know the thing about the stories they tell, they all end the same. I come home. And then uh, the next day, he gets, uh, there's a hit squad that comes. He gets tranked, taken to a meat locker, and uh, he's, uh, there's this gentleman, Martin Axe, Who's interrogating him about... Any relation
1: to Sam Axe?
0: No. Definitely not. Sam Sam Axe would never Mm. wear
1: that puffy coat. And Sam Axe is much cooler.
0: That's true. But Sam Axe would never wear that puffy coat. Mm. But Martin Axe does a Sam Rockwell-esque dance (sighs) sequence.
1: The bad guy dance sequence? Yeah.
0: Only Sam Rockwell pulls it off. It's entertaining, but not the same.
1: Yeah, he seemed like he was trying a bit too much, where Sam Rockwell just did it naturally. He just looked... Cool. Evil and cool. It
0: is the best part of the Charlie's Angels movie. Oh, now that second, like, let's. Now I just we'll want to watch that. that. Later.
1: Okay, we'll watch it later. Don't worry. Um, that after Thor, but Ragnarok. he interrogates
0: interrogates uh, Ray Bloodshot about the host- about who gave him the hostage information, and Ray's and Ray's like, I don't know that. I can't tell you that, man. I just go where they point me, and then they bring out his wife Gina. And he threatened to kill her if he doesn't tell him. And Ray begs for her life, and he's like, "Look, man, I can't tell you this. I don't know. I would do. Ask me anything else. I'll tell you everything else. But I don't know that." So then he's like, Martin's like, "Well, I believe you." And then he takes the murder weapon. I don't know, some kind of hydraulic. It was like a hydraulic
1: nail pusher thing. Yeah,
0: I don't know what it is. Some kind of let's just say that
1: he kills the wife.
0: Well, no, because it looks like he's not going to kill the wife. And then, because he, he says, I believe you, but then he does kill the wife. Because he's evil. And then Ray says, You better kill me now, because if you don't. Oh, he I've said,
1: <laughs> He's tied to a chair and he says, I'm going to find you, and I'm going to kill you. Like, <laughs> and the guy's like, All right, well, you're tied to a chair. And that's when he says, You better kill me. And he's like, Thanks for the advice, and shoots him in the fucking face.
0: And he dies. Or does he? Ah, ah, ah. No, no, nay, nay. He's alive.
1: Whoa, didn't see that coming in a movie starring Vin Diesel.
0: He wakes up in a lab. Rising Spirit Technologies. See, this sounds like a fun name that should have been an RIPD.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that one.
0: Um, We meet uh, Dr. Harding and KT. uh, They tell him that he wakes up and he's, he's not really with it. And he's like, what's going on? And he can't remember anything. So he's got no memory of anything. And they tell him that his body was donated by the military, and that they only donate uh, bodies that aren't claimed by family, and that they have that he was dead, like dead, dead, and they were, and they have brought him back to life. Uh, they have taken all of his blood out, which they and then replaced his blood with nanites,
1: yeah,
0: a la GI Joe, right, and which are his blood now which rebuild his damaged tissue. And then he meets the rest of the Rising Spirit Technologies crew.
1: Who are all a step down from him.
0: So KT is...
1: Not Katie, KT.
0: Yeah, like KT Tunstall. Um, Katie has some sort of lung... Issue. Issue, where she now breathes out a, some kind of, of... A hole in her chest. It, Let's not get too deep It's like it. a... It's like a tra- It's like one of those uh, tricks that uh, throat, uh, lymphoma sur- survivors mm-hmm. have. You're Only hers spots. is super cool. It's like a chest plate with an electronic breathing apparatus. It's you know. All right,
1: we're fifteen minutes way, in. Let's not spend too much way time sexier
0: there. than just a gross hole in your neck. Mm-hmm. And then we have Tibbs, who is blind. And now is retrofitted with all these cameras that feed into his synapses that give him 360 vision, sight beyond sight. Which like I don't of think your body, your Romans, brain. Sort of omens. I don't think your brain would be equipped to process that much kind of visual input.
1: I would probably overload it. Be like I don't um, think so. too much.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that works because. Well, I don't know. let's and not worry about we, that. Then we got Jimmy, Dalton. I'm just gonna call him Jimmy. Jimmy's got no legs. So much like Lieutenant Dan, he got magic legs. (laughs) Um, Jimmy is also a douchebag. Lieutenant Dan, you've got new legs. And uh, he doesn't really seem too keen on learning about the team and being involved. So he goes back to his room. Then he has a nightmare. he's got to be moody and broody. Yeah. Well, because he's Vin Diesel. Right. Um, Then he, he has a nightmare and he wakes up and he goes back to the gym in the middle of the night. And decides to do a little workout. He punches a a, uh, sandbag and bursts the bag and sand goes everywhere. So then he decides, I'm super strong. I'm going to punch this uh, cement, this concrete concrete column column. in the middle of the room, which is probably a support beam. And me and and Elaine
1: both at the same time said, that's a bad idea.
0: Yep. And then John said jinx. And I had to wait 20 minutes before he said my name.
1: I didn't say her name, though. I I still haven't said her name. I don't know why she changed You
0: just said, Elaine and I said. Damn it. You've said my name a couple of times. You just don't notice. Would you like a cookie? No. I have really delicious cookies.
1: But none for you because you're not here.
0: None for you. I'm going to talk with a cookie in my mouth.
1: Oh, Um, everybody, uh, all of our friends will love that.
0: But so he does a workout where he finds out he's super, super strong and breaks the support column, which we never come back to that. And then he sits by the pool, and then we see KT swimming.
1: or is she doing Tai Chi?
0: Well, I'm going to call it underwater ballet, which looks like it's some sort of kata, Tai Chi, also some fancy things. It's underwater. It's water ballet. She does some water ballet, which he finds sexy. But she, uh, they, they have a moment, a, a, bonding, moment. A, a bonding moment.
1: She gives him a challenge coin. Yep. I like how she explains how important this challenge coin is to her, and then she gives it to some dude she just met.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, she wants him to feel like he's part of the team. And she invites him to have a drink. She starts there drinking, and then somebody turns on some music. And the song that it's playing is Psycho Killer by David Bowie, yeah. which is the same song it's a that Martin Axe was dancing to in the murder scene. This triggers a massive flashback Psycho Killer! And now he's ba, ba, on a mission. Ba, 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 ba. He's going to go after Martin. And all of a sudden... He has to run, 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 run. He becomes Ultron. Ultron? Yes, because his nanites access the web, and he gets all this information. He tracks down Martin Ax, and then he uses it. He downloads a program to learn how to fly a uh, Gulfstream jet.
1: Just like in the Matrix.
0: And flies, yeah, just like in the Matrix. It
1: was cooler in the Matrix.
0: And then he flies to Budapest.
1: You and I remember Budapest very yeah.
0: differently. This is where we find out that Harding can talk directly to Vin Diesel, or to Bloodshot, through the nanites in his head. They're, rec- they're receivers.
1: Transmitters. And
0: transmitters.
1: And healers. But have no Wi-Fi.
0: I don't know. But they, they can both transmit and receive because he talks directly to Bloodshot in his head and is like, look, you got to come home. You can't do this. And he's like, no, I have a wife. She was murdered. And it's time to kill this guy. And he's like, look, man, this isn't a hit job. This is a salvage operation. And you're a billion dollar prototype. Which is a good line. Delivered terribly by Elaine on this podcast. Okay. But Ultron is on a killing spree. So he goes to Budapest.
1: So now he's a murder bot.
0: Yes. And he uses his nanites to ping every car in the city to find the ones that are in a convoy convoy now how he knew Martin Axe was gonna go somewhere and why and and why is he in a convoy they call
1: that there's a word for that Mm -hmm. that's amazing
0: this here's the rubber duck and we got ourselves a convoy that's for Audra she'll remember that convoy it's a it's a good song
1: Emily I don't know if you know this song but you should go and check it out
0: Audra make Emily listen to convoy um,
1: <clears throat> ba, 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 we got ba, ba. a great
0: big convoy. No, no,
1: you—you you read your notes.
0: I actually have that song, "Convoy." I, I th- own a copy of it. I could play it as my final song. So. Said, "All Give right, anyways, so. I got ten more minutes." So, there's a tunnel. The convoy goes in a tunnel. There is an accident in front of them, blocking. All the lights turn off. Then there's an accident with a semi truck in of. front of them which looks like it covers everything in snow and it took a little bit but on the side of the cu- the semi it says flour so it covers everything in fucking flour which I was hoping like it was snow.
1: cocaine if this was Deadpool that would have been cocaine but it's not it's bloodshot and it would have been a lot more fun he
0: then murders
1: and he'd have killed him in Dolly Park everybody. in
0: everybody John and I had a conversation is flour flammable no idea this is, I'm, we're very interested in this. If you have any information on to whether flower is flammable, please let us know. Tweet at us or something. Send us an email Get at, at me, the underappreciated mo- the unmovie at gmail.com. Send me an email about this if you're bored and want to do a science experiment. But please don't burn down your house because you wanted to see a flower flammable and it is.
1: We are not telling you to set a flower on fire, so don't but, do that.
0: But if you happen to know, drop us a line. Yeah, Google it. He murders a shit ton of dudes and then.
1: He kills Sam, uh, Max, what so is So Martin
0: is freaking out. Matt he Martin. calls Barris. And Barris, you hear Barris say, get Wiggins, and then hangs up on Martin. And he kills Martin. Martin's like, You're, they're lying to you. I can help you. I can help you. And he says, I don't care, and kills Martin. So then he goes back to the plane. And we see the RST team is there. They've come to get him. He's like, I don't fucking need you guys. And they're like, that, well. I
1: told you I would
0: come back. Oh, gravelly and stuff. And, yeah, but I can't do gravelly. I can do really high pitched.
1: No, we don't need that. I can
0: do supersonic.
1: Don't need that. I can do normal. Don't need
0: that. We I can do my customer service voice.
1: Thank can you. Can I help
0: you? Is there something I can get for you, ma'am? Yes. Um, those. Are, that's pretty much A gravelly what I can voice. Do. Okay, it's okay. pretty much all I, I do got voices. Yeah, yeah, I don't do voices. <clears throat> so they take him back. And then we see him on a table, which we think is going to be him recharging. But then we hear Jimmy give him a speech, which pretty much tells him he's just a toy soldier. They wind him up and point him at the next target. And then we see RST rebuilding a mem- rebuilding his memories, this time making Barris the tar- the one that shoots his wife instead instead of uh, Martin X. And John's like, ha-ha, I called it. They're all bad guys.
1: You know, I know. I knew that from yeah. the preview. But yeah
0: I know but you were pointing out to me that this is mm-hmm. see I told you you were telling me mm-hmm. that you had already told me and we find out that um, from this rant we find out that Harding is uh, killing his former partners in his business um, and then we get take two bloodshot finds Barris so he the whole thing scenario from him waking up to the water bat to the rehab to the water ballet to the song to the taking off happens run, and, run, run. and he goes to find barris at barris's fortress but when he gets there barris calls for wiggins because he is ready and somehow they take down they're able to knock out bloodshot and um eric and barris calls didn't for wiggins wiggins comes up to barris with this case and eric The tech, Harding's tech guy, the Indian gentleman, um, recognizes Wiggins. And is like, holy shit, that's a super smart tech guy. We're in trouble. Something shady is going on here. And Harding's like, well, if this guy's so great, you know, why doesn't he work here? And Eric's like, well, we tried to get him and we couldn't. But he's so so super smart. I used some of his code for the bloodshot guy. He's like, what? Yeah, Harding's really pissed because he used some open source code. Which on his super secret billion dollar project i think i might be a little mad too you want to keep that shit closed why reinvent the wheel i don't know but when you use part of someone's code then it makes them easier to hack you how do you know that i've read a lot of books about hackers
1: that does not mean that any of that shit is true
0: but movie logic tells me it is oh okay john just dropped his wedding ring in his coffee that's what you get for giving me me shit now you're gonna have to drink your coffee to get it back that was really funny i'm sorry that this isn't a visual thing so that everybody couldn't just see your wedding ring and go plop should have you should have left it out shouldn't have played with it all right so anyways um they figure out that the thing that so wiggins brings bears this case inside the case is what an emp
1: it's, it's like a boom.
0: So, Wiggins tells Barris that it's got a charge, and he gives him a phone.
1: Well, welcome back to the podcast. A pinch. Yep. From Ocean's Eleven.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because
1: it's a boom. Without the boom.
0: Nobody, co- nobody covered their nuts when they turned this one on, though. But, <laughs> so, it has to charge, and it has to get up to 100%, and then Barris can um, push the button. And then Wiggins is, Wiggins is taken back down to his cell, because apparently he's been kidnapped. Well, hostage? Uh-huh. What wi- it, it's not clear.
1: Captured. The word you look captured. for is captured.
0: Anyway, so Wiggins leaves the room, and Barris is waiting for it to come up, but Bloodshot revives, murders everybody, comes into the room. Barris is about to hit the EMP, but Bloodshot murders him instead. He so says, then, but he,
1: too, says, they're lying to you. I can help. Yep. And he's like, yeah, about that. He
0: Pow. doesn't care. Kills him. And then we see um, a second device charged up to 100%. And he pushes the button, and Wiggins this time hits the EMP. Everything goes down. So then we see, um, so RST is freaking out because they have lost the signal and that the EMP was gone, and now they can't get a hold of their property because they're no longer connected to the nanites, which seems like a giant plot hole. It does. But we're not going to cover it. We're just going to keep going. Uh, Wiggins revives Bloodshot using some jumper cables, jumper cables, and a metal bed. It looks painful, and then he kind of fills Bloodshot in on what's been happening. And he, Bloodshot, tells Wiggins they filled my head with nightmares and sent me on suicide, a suicide mission. And uh, so they chat up. They seem instant, and um, then. Uh, bloodshot cuts his hand and pours a bunch of nanites into a cup and gives them to wiggins and he's like what am i supposed to do with this and he's like you can figure out how these work and wiggins is like so just reverse engineer the work of dozens of scientists millions of dollars in a decade of genetic coding
1: and uh, wiggins well, had told him earlier my superpower is and that bloodshot he's a-
0: says well that's your superpower and he goes well i mean i'll be done by dinner
1: because he has said that his superpower was tech stuff
0: yep so, he's going to help Bloodshot out by helping Bloodshot control his nanites instead of RST. So, <clears throat> then Ray realizes that every time he goes on these missions, he always goes to kill the guy. He never goes to look for his wife. So, he's going to see Gina. So he well, finds his wife. Who is his wife. So, he goes and he finds her. And when he gets there she does not seem surprised she seems surprised to see him but not unhappy not like you're back from the grave and he gets a little weirded out and she gets a little weirded out because she he's like i'm home and he she's like what are you talking about you don't live here anymore turns out they've divorced they've been separated for five years and this kind of freaks him out and when she's distracted by her kid he just beats feet and uh well yeah it's kind of you know
1: if you go to see your wife, she's like, dude, we've been divorced for years. That would be a little upsetting.
0: hmm So the RST team goes to, to retrieve, bloodshot, uh, weapons hot. There's a fight. And he pretty much ends up kicking Jimmy's ass pretty bad and is about to murder him. But then Tibbs comes in at the last second, is able to spike him in the back, which reestablishes connection with the nanites, which then takes him down. Right. KT, back at RST, KT is told to go take care of Wiggins, which why they would send KT all by herself to go take care of Wiggins. Well, she's quite the assassin. Yeah, but I'm sorry. I don't send people out singularly, always in a team, mm. because then one person can't make up a story without any cooperating evidence. Oh. Well. I'm sorry. That's just Supervillain 101. Elaine's
1: DTA. Don't trust anybody. mm
0: but so, anyways, um, they bring Bloodshot back to the lab. Harding and Bloodshot have a chat in The Matrix.
1: They do. It's it's kind of weird, but...
0: Where Bloodshot is really pissed off that Harding is treating him this way, and Harding is like, well, dude, I kind of own you. And
1: I like how old Bloodshot's like, I'm going to find you, and I'm going to... And, like, mid-sentence, uh,
0: Harding, Harding, turns- Harding
1: turns him off. Like, he vanishes. He's like, not so much.
0: (laughs) But so... um, I was going to say
1: Morpheus. I'm like, no, that's not right.
0: KT comes back and says... So KT comes back and says that Wiggins got away. And they were going to kill Bloodshot. They were just going to take the nanites out and maybe start over on a new body. But because she says that Wiggins got away, they decide to reset him again. This will be for the sixth time. And this time they're going to make Wiggins the target to take care of him. But this is a trap because KT lied. Wiggins didn't get away. She's co-opted, co-opted, mm-hmm. co-opted, him into working with her to rescue Bloodshot for good. So she, while they, so while they have to rebuild the memory, she uses that time to de- access the Matrix program to download into the memory they're trying to build to talk to Bloodshot to tell him that. To kind of tell him that she's going to free him, I guess, sort of. It's very ambiguous. It is. Like, she hints at it, but she kind of gets caught before she seems to be able to lay out some kind of clear plan.
1: Yeah, you know, the writing. They weren't looking for such uh, detailed writing as much as more action.
0: Yeah. So. Action commences. So Mm -hmm. KT then helps Wiggins access Bloodshot, which then frees Bloodshot. And then Bloodshot goes then to kill everyone. So Harding sets um, Jimmy and Tibbs on Bloodshot again. And this time they have even more superpower weaponry than they had the last time.
1: Yeah, the one uh, Dalton has like the Doc Ock thing where he's got metal arms. Uh-huh. To come out. Jimmy? Yeah, him.
0: I don't know. Tibbs seems way cooler and way nicer than Jimmy? Jimmy seems like he enjoys to being an evil henchman, but we just don't get enough of tips.
1: Yeah, there's not like, a lot of tips.
0: Like, what is his deal here? We also don't really get enough of KT. What's her motivation for turning on her evil boss, other than he's her evil boss? I'm really, you know, I really think these are things that are fleshed out in the comic book. That's just probably cut for time, right? Unfortunately. Anyways, uh, this there's a huge fight which culminates in an elevator. Jimmy, spoiler alert, actually uh, murders Tibbs. lets him die, murders I, him. I thought
1: you said spoiler alert, that you're not talking about the rest of the movie.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> it's just... <laughs> spoiler so, alert. So
1: spoilers, spoilers, just for this one part. The rest of it is going to be a spoiler.
0: Well, it was kind of surprising that he... Well, not... It wasn't surprising at all. I knew he was going to let Tibbs die, but I didn't know he was going to kind of murder him. A little bit. A little bit yeah, he,
1: of he kind of murdered him, but he didn't, you know... he's a dick
0: what do you know i mean i don't think he went out there to murder him but the opportunity arose and he was like "Ah." and then um but in the end of course bloodshot wins now uh, so then ray goes after harding who's fled the building now at this point the nanites when they are trying really hard to repair him, they get really really hot which apparently causes his capillaries, well he doesn't have capillaries, but it causes his eyes to turn red, which I believe is why the character is called Bloodshot, but they never discuss it, so I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. They left I, out more stuff in this than
0: I did in Queen of the Damned. Impossible. I'm sure they're, well, I don't know the source material as well, so I guess I'll never know. But uh, Harding has, is using grenade launchers to blow up Ray to get the nanites to overexert themselves so that they no longer work, so that he can't self-repair anymore, which works. But then, so he hits him with the first grenade, hits him with the second grenade, then his nanites are down to zero and not working anymore. And then, Ray sa- and then Harding says, it's too late. There's no more nanites, you're just Ray. And Ray says, that's enough shows that he's caught the last bomb, lets it go, and they both turn into pink mist, end of mo- movie, curtains close, that's it, that's great, best ending ever. Uh-uh Yeah. Well then we hear KT and Wiggins kind of talking from afar, like we're underwater, and we see that Ray but once again regains regains consciousness. They brought him back. They say they managed to save him and now he's free to pursue
1: a and, life of his own. And Wiggins has improved him.
0: Yeah, Wiggins has made him stronger. So you were three, to,
1: now you're an 18.
0: Yeah, has improved his program because Wiggins is a way superior programmer that, to Eric, apparently. And now he's free, with, and KT is also free, and they're together. And they can build a new life in a romance well, they don't or really not romance. They don't say. They yet. don't say. This could just be the beginning of a beautiful friendship.
1: Um, I, I think they were hoping and for this movie to do well so they would do some sequels. It's, there's not going
0: to be I sequels. don't know, Probably not. But, that's all, folks. Mm. John. Yeah. you have anything you'd like to talk about? Yeah. I kind of breezed through that. Got anything else you want to say? No, you,
1: you left a lot of stuff out but you notice when you have to do that you have to cut a lot of stuff out it happens. Mm-hmm. But let me talk about my favorite character is Wiggins.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My least favorite character is Jimmy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, my favorite... Scene. Um, I have a hard time picking one because you know what? The second time that he goes and kills all the people, I'm gonna go with mm-hmm. that one because now you know what's up and you're like, aha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite line is, "Yes, it's Geoffrey, it's Jeffrey Jaffer the King of
0: Zamunda." That was pretty. That I did laugh out loud <laughs> when he goes, Wiggins. And he goes, no, it is I, King Jeffrey Jaffer, King King of Zamunda.
1: That was my favorite line. And my favorite tertiary object is the um, Porsche Speedster that he gets Mm -hmm. in. Because when he was hunting for them, he had to take a car without a computer in it so they can't track him. Mm -hmm. So they picked a a replica Porsche Speedster. And that was pretty cool. I'm going to name this. Really? Yeah, I didn't like it. It was uber predictable it was kind of wooden and I didn't give a shit about any of the characters like mm. I didn't really enjoy Wiggins until the end they just didn't there was no backstory I didn't care about any of this. like why do I care this is happening to him how did he actually die they don't even cover it but yeah not digging it hmm intriguing That's over two for me for Vin Diesel. All
0: right, well, uh, my favorite character was Wiggins. My least favorite character was Tibbs, because I didn't really know why he was... I wanted more background about how he fit to this team. Okay. Um, My favorite scene was when Wiggins reboots him. I thought that was interesting. Okay. Um, My favorite line is... uh, So just reverse engineer the work of dozens of scientists, millions of dollars, and a decade of genetic coding. Well, that's your superpower. I mean, yeah, I'll be done by dinner. I just thought that was good. Yeah, Wiggins is a good guy. Um, My favorite tertiary object is the puffy coat that (laughs) Martin X is wearing in the meat locker dance scene, which. Also is enjoyable, although it does make me think of Sam Rockwell because he always does that better. Sam Rockwell did it better. Well, Sam Rockwell is a much better actor. He's fantastic in pretty much he everything he's fantastic. ever done. I don't think I can recall him being terrible at anything.
1: Um, and he said that joke in that movie, you know, if a guy's wearing a cellophane suit, can you clearly see his nuts?
0: So I'd never seen this before either today. So me and John, we red boxed this, we watched this, and then we were just going to talk about it regardless. I'm going to give this movie a May Bay. Now, I did enjoy it. And I think I would... And I would like to watch this again. Not, like, right away. No. But, like, six months from now, if this is, like, on HBO, or a year from now, if we catch it on Netflix, I'd watch this again. And I think it has just enough to be enjoyable, but not enough to be a good movie. I I needed a little more plot... And some background I needed some more exposition sometimes these movies they cut out exposition for action and you have to but I think that if this had been a full two-hour movie yeah and they had just fleshed out the characters a little bit more with a little bit more of their backstory I think it would have been better John said while we were watching this it was much like G.I. Joe and it does have a lot in common with the G.I. Joe movie
1: G.I. Joe didn't take itself so seriously
0: yeah, this is, takes itself more seriously than GI Joe, but I think that the fact that the director was so big on the visual effects yeah. that kind of hurt it in the end. But it's not; right. it was enjoyable enough. And um, if you happen to see it somewhere, I think it was de- definitely worth the dollar eighty we red boxed did for.
1: Well, te- we got two for one, so technically it was only uh, ninety cents.
0: Yeah, it was definitely worth that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I'm on money back. All right. Anyway, next week.
0: On the podcast. We don't know what the
1: hell we're doing.
0: We don't know. If we ever start uh, podcasting again, um, it was just Carly's birthday. Happy birthday, Carly. It's birthday! Um, but yeah, it was just Carly's birthday, so we will start up with Carly's birthday month.
1: Unless it's more than a month from now, then we're going to skip right over it.
0: We're not going to skip her birthday month. <laughs> But her birthday month might flow right into July, which is then birthday season. So we might do nothing but birthday picks for the next three months. It'd just be birthday summer.
1: Well, we'll look forward to that, folks.
0: All right. You need to vamp a little bit longer. So
1: like us on Facebook and follow us on under... You can't
0: just talk about stuff. You gotta...
1: I was doing Carly's uh, bit.
0: P-H...
1: All right, well, whatever.
0: I don't even know how to spell psycho.
1: T... A T. P-S-Y... P.S.Y.? Psycho killer.
0: P.S.Y. P.S.Y.S. Oh, my
1: God. So, listen oh, here. Elaine doesn't have things set up because she doesn't know how to do that. But, anyway, don't worry about it. Um, but, yeah, next week I'm hoping, um, See, look, we don't ever really plan this out ahead. But, you know what? I'm going to go out no, on a limb that's here.
0: that's not right. Stop it, YouTube.
1: And what are you yelling at the thing for? You know what, folks? I don't know what to do about all of this.
0: I'm trying to find.
1: Take your time. Talk about it for a while. The psycho killer. So, talk about it for a while. Oh really, right now I can see your, it's, it's, I'm tr-
0: I can't find it because the, they used the psycho killer David Bowie version in the movie which I'm trying to find and I can't seem to find it
1: Hum a few bars
0: This is the talking heads But they used David Bowie How long is this intro? I'm terrible at this Have a good week.